Section 2, lesson 19. What is grace? What is grace? Uh, please go to Matthew 13, verse 35. Keep in mind Romans 3, 24 and John 1, verse 17. In the meantime, let's go to Matthew 13, verse 35. It says, All these things Jesus spoke to the multitude in parables, and without a parable he did not speak to them, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things kept from... I will utter things kept secret from the foundation of the world. Let's go to Romans 3.24. It says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Uh, John 1.17 says, And of His fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Guys, if there is one term that has confused everyone on earth, it is the term grace. It is a pity that believers have disobeyed Jesus and mostly will lose him forever because they don't seem to understand this term. A popular belief is that if you are saved, you can sin as much as you want because we are under grace. It is what has left people live anyhow and still claim to be saved. They believe that the Israelites were not under grace and thus were punished instantly when they sinned. It is believed that Jesus brought the blood so that we can sin. Guys, this is absolute rubbish. Absolute nonsense. Absolute rubbish from the pit of hell. It is impossible to speak about grace without clarifying the word freedom. Because grace and freedom always go together. What is freedom? Again, guys, this is another term people take advantage of because it is misunderstood. If our beliefs are based on lies, we will live fake lives. Go to Galatians 5 verse 1. It says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. If freedom means that we should do anyhow and not face consequences of our actions, then I hate freedom for one reason and one reason only. Disorder is inevitable when there are no consequences of sin. It means I can kill and rape as much because nothing is going to happen to me. It means that no one can be respected, meaning there is no one to report to. So this term of freedom also came from the pit of hell. What is freedom then? Freedom is not freedom if knowledge is not given. I repeat that freedom is not freedom if knowledge is not given. Freedom means right to knowledge. Full information must be put in the table. This means that tell me what is supposed to be done, how to do it, and also the terms and cons. A certain man, guys, once said that to be successful, know where to find the information to succeed and also know how to. And it's true. If I want to be successful in anything, you need to know how and where to find it. You cannot expect me to succeed and not tell me how to or where to get information. Freedom is more or less the same thing as well. Because men had become like Satan spiritually, there is no one on earth who can provide the blood to cleanse humans because everyone came from Adam who was already dead spiritually after disobeying Jesus. This means the person who created these things must come to earth and provide the blood. Remember, everyone on earth was locked in dead as if the earth was a jail because everyone was under Satan. Remember, if Adam died spiritually and is under Satan, no one can be made alive, meaning this is a prison prison of death. So, Ed became a uh, prison 
of dead. You understand? It means that if they die physically, they can't make it way to heaven, no matter how good and righteous they are. Even if I'm a righteous person, if I'm spiritually dead, there's guys, there's no way I can enter heaven. Satan's seed in us can't allow us to enter there. All those who obeyed God in the Old Testament could not make it to heaven, even if, guys, they were seen flying to heaven in their departure. Like, uh, I think this guy, I think it was Elijah. No, it was Elijah. It's Elijah. Yeah, Elijah. Elijah fled. But obviously, he didn't make it to heaven. He couldn't. He, he, he also appeared with Jesus and Moses when they were taken to um, the mountain. When Jesus took his disciples, I think it's the Gospel of Matthew 17, where he took, his, uh, he took Peter, James, and John to be transfigured. And they appeared, Moses and, and, and Elijah, with Jesus. So they saw that, oh, this was really a son of God because they spoke, you know, to them that this is actually my son. So Moses and, 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 and Elijah appeared. But these guys did not come from heaven. They were there in Abraham's bosom and then appeared together with Jesus because they were righteous, but they were still spiritually dead. They were also waiting for the blood of Jesus to be made available. Guys, we've already spoken about this in this section as well. So even if they are seen flying, you know, to heaven in their departure, they are not going there. They cannot make it there. A place must be created for them somewhere outside the world, but not heaven. Well, this place was uh, created, which was called Abraham's bosom. It was next to hell. You find it in Luke, in Luke 16. This place is where all those who obeyed daily went to. Those who were in the covenant with him during the time of the physical Israelite reign. You understand? So they all went to this place. Those who obeyed. Those who did not obey, obviously were reserved in another place. Like Hades. It was after Jesus had made the blood available that they left that place called Abraham's place in uh, Bosom and were taken to heaven. In you, if you read, um, I think it's Revelation chapter six, where it says that those who are righteous are kept under altar. They are sleeping under altar in heaven. So they left when the blood when the blood was made available. Remember when Jesus was on the cross. Um, it is said that there were people who had died, righteous men who had died, who rose to life. It was just something to prove who Jesus was. But those who didn't. Uh, live again they were taken to um to the altar in heaven they to sleep and wait for also those who will suffer like they suffered because if you're righteous you're going to suffer in this kingdom you understand what jesus brought was real freedom because the guys this was freedom it was never our fault that we were all spiritually dead it was adam's fault alone it was never my fault that i hated jesus it has never been my fault that I have been sinning. Guys, I hated Jesus. I, I, I loved sinning. It wasn't my fault. I was born a sinner. Duh, I've got to sin. If you're a sinner, you must sin. You understand? The real reason people do not believe in, in salvation is that it hurts to hear that they are sinners. No, you don't need to be hurt by this. We are born like this. It wasn't your fault. Mm -mm, it wasn't your fault. But if you get the knowledge of the truth, that you get saved, make your spirit alive, then obey his commands and you refuse, then it's your fault, darling. It's your fault. But it wasn't my fault. I was a sinner. I sinned like it was nobody's business. I made sure. <laughs> you know now, 
if I knew what I, I know now, I would have sinned to the point, you know. But then again, the consequences of sinning, you know, are too much, you know. Because even if Jesus does forgive me, you know, the consequences will not go back. You know, the repercussions, they can't go, you know, you know I cannot reverse the process. There, there are mistakes that we make that are irreversible. You know, so when you oversee, even if you don't know, you can't reverse that process. It's just unfortunate. Like, for example, if you sleep outside marriage and you get pregnant, obviously you love your child, but your child is born in sin. You understand? And it was a mistake, you know. So you can't kill the child. You can't reverse the process, but the child is there. The action which you took actually produced what? A result. You know, so there are mistakes that we, 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 we make that are just irreversible, you know, but we sinned. I'm telling you, I was a sinner, a real one, a good one at that. I was very good, you know, but it wasn't my fault. So people get offended when you tell them that you are a sinner. Hey, I didn't sin. No, it, yes, we didn't sin. Yes, we did sin. Rah, you didn't sin, but it wasn't your fault. But I'm letting you know now that it wasn't your fault. Cleanse yourself, accept Jesus, get saved, then learn his commands and keep living. That's all. You understand? They think it's their fault. Let me be honest with you. It has never been your fault that you are a sinner. But it will be and you will find out why. God looked down from heaven and realized that people are locked in dead. So Jesus had to come down and provide the blood so that men can go back to the state where Adam was before death. And then let men make his own decision. This is why Jesus did not just give us blood and then left to heaven instantly. No. Imagine if Jesus had come down here, provided blood and left. We would still die. Why? Who knows? We would still die. He didn't do that. He had to make sure that he gave men full knowledge of how he can die again spiritually in order to avoid it. You understand? Jesus had to tell us that, no, listen, you died because you sinned. It wasn't your fault. It was Adam. But now I'm giving you blood. Be alive. If you want to die, sin. If you want to remain alive, obey my commands. That's why the scripture I read above, Matthew 13, 35, he says that he opened his mouth and uttered things hidden since creation of the world. Did you hear that? If you go to the scripture above, it says he opened his mouth and uttered things hidden since creation of the world. He uttered secrets which are hidden since the creation of the world. Nobody knew why they were dead. Nobody knew they were dead. Jesus told us. You understand? Also, the one we read, I think it's John 1, 17, also says that Moses came with law. Moses came with law. They didn't know they were dead. They were told the law. They were just given the law. They didn't know they were dead. Even Adam was not given anything. No knowledge. He was just given the law. You understand? But it says Moses came with the law. Jesus came with truth and grace. Meaning he came to give us the truth of what happened and how to correct whatever problem we had and then grace meaning he brought blood so that we can be made alive again guys i'm giving you meat here you should take advantage of me i'm telling you this means that men have the power to live and the power to die spiritually if they like satan doesn't and his guys this annoys satan so much satan was so annoyed when people learn the truth you know satan is very annoyed right now you're listening to this he's very annoyed because he knows that you're going to obey jesus and you will live so he can't enter your life but if we're a fool 
you will disobey Jesus and Satan will enter and he will laugh. This is why Satan makes sure that places that are supposed to be giving knowledge on how to remain spiritually alive deviate and preach money and a so-called blessing instead of giving Jesus' commands which are meant to keep us spiritually alive. Jesus had to make sure that all information he knows on how to kill men is given and written down and passed to all men on earth in order for men to make a decision based on knowledge. Any decision made without a full knowledge given is not only abuse to humanity, but it is concealed deception. You understand? Any decision made without the full knowledge given is not only abuse to us, but it is concealed deception. Man is allowed and is free to kill himself. You need to go back in history in order to find how men can be killed. How did Adam die spiritually? That guy did not kill anyone or lie to anyone or raped his wife. I'm talking about Adam. Adam did not rape anyone. He didn't lie to anyone. He didn't kill anyone. No. Adam was not given those kind of commands simply because men were spiritually alive. Men could not kill at the time. Men could not lie at the time. Men could not do all that at the time. The only thing that was expected from men was to do as told. Like sheep. There was only one command given to men. Why was that command given? It was given because Satan was around. He was already dead. He was already fallen and wanted subject people who would rely on him. This is an advice from the pit of hell. I am going to give you. you. You understand this? I'm going to give you advice from the pits of hell. If you don't want to obey anyone, report to anyone, make sure you have your own money. Did, did you hear that? I'll repeat. This is advice from pit of hell. If you don't want to obey anyone, report to anyone, make sure you have your own money. This is what independence is all about. This is what Satan wanted. He never wanted to hear from daddy. So he had to steal the head and have subjects who will rely on him to have things. I hope by now you know why daddy and money are two different things. Paraffin and water. Diesel and water. Daddy and money, it's diesel and water. He wants people who killed, guys, he wants people who will depend on him. After all, he made the head and the heavens through Jesus in the first place. So if you think dependency is slavery, you don't know daddy. You don't know that man. You need a reintroduction to him. Why do you think people will disobey Jesus and run after money? Nobody wants to be told what to do or when to do it. We all like we are all like Satan. We want to do our own things in our own terms and time. You see, you find people getting saved and 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 and, and they think they can get saved on their own terms. Hey, you don't know Jesus. That man is not nonsense. I'm telling you, they want to do things in their own terms and in their own time. You will have to forgive me at this time. I know the world has different ways of thinking. I am not writing about the world, but about God. So we will tell it like it is. So Jesus had to give us all the information in order to make us, you know, to, to make sure that we make our own decisions, whether those decisions land us in debt or hell. He doesn't care as long as he make it known to us. If you read the Gospel of Matthew chapter 13, you will find that Jesus came to earth and he uttered word hidden since the creation of the world. John also confirms this when he says that while Moses came with the law, meaning was given the law, Jesus was given the truth and grace. No one from the Old Testament knew the truth. These people were bombarded with millions of laws to live by and they never even understood why they had to obey these laws. Hence many disobeyed and did not play along. 
it is difficult to comply with something you don't understand, especially a difficult one. You get that? It's difficult to comply with something you don't understand, especially if it's difficult. So Jesus brought freedom by giving us complete information. Now we know that Adam died spiritually and partook of Satan's nature, and all of us died alone because we were in him at the time. But Jesus came and brought blood, and now I am alive. But it is also up to me if I want to continue living spiritually. If I want to die, I can disobey him. It's easy. It's free of charge. In fact, it is the easiest Think it's easier than living in faith. All I have to do is disobey Jesus' command and die spiritually. With, with Adam, guys, he was faced with only one temptation: covetousness. Satan could Satan could get him through that only one. This is why Jesus gave him only that one law: covetousness. Coveting is is, is actually a sin. We're busy coveting coveting the things of the world, and we call them blessings. It's actually coveting. When you love the things of the world, you are coveting. And it's sin. That's what you don't know. It's sin. Anyway, Adam was given that. Even though it was dead who created the world. He knew what Satan would do. We have so many temptations. So Jesus had to give us many commands because Satan had to get us, you know, Satan had to get us through disobeying these many commands. But Jesus has given us so death and life is in our hands. No one can blame Jesus for not protecting them. If Jesus has not written them, Satan can get, a, can get you outside the ones Jesus has given. Pretending not to know won't work. If you pretend that you don't know, it's not going to work. If Satan gets you, but you have obeyed Jesus faithfully, believe me, you can exchange places with Jesus in hell if he puts you in hell on a judgment day. Even I promise you that, as powerless as I am, guys, I'm very powerless. I'm extremely, I'm super powerless. But I know that if you obey Jesus and Satan still gets you, you can exchange places in hell with Jesus. And you tell him, Jesus, I obeyed everything you told me to do. I did exactly as you instructed me. Yet I'm landing here in hell. Listen, bro, you are the one who's going to land here. I'm going to heaven. And daddy will beg you, believe you me. He will beg you. I'm powerless. I know that. But I'm telling you this. He, Jesus will have to exchange places with you. If you obey Jesus and you land in hell, I'm telling you, prepare a speech right now. Tell Jesus, Jesus, you will land here in hell. God is a respecter of the law. He might love Jesus. I mean, he's the beloved son. But he also loves his faithful children equally. Paul can confirm it. I mean, Paul confirms it in Romans 8. And Jesus agrees. This is freedom, guys. Full knowledge. That, that's it. Full knowledge. But the problem is, guys, you guys are not free at all. You're not, you're not free. Why am I confident? People who claim to be saved disobey Jesus like it's nobody's business. Why would people disobey Jesus like this if they know the truth? Who would be stupid enough to commit spiritual suicide? I mean, seriously, I have often met blind people, but not stupid people. You see, I've always, I've always said this. If you know the truth and you allow pastors to preach money and blessings to you, then you are stupid. Because that pastor is killing you, is making you covet the things of the world. And you are doing it. Then you are stupid. That is a stupid. A blind person is one who doesn't. You know, if you don't know, if you've never heard me. If you've never heard this horrible truth, it's so horrible, it's not even fun. It's horrible to me. If you've never heard it, and you've heard pastors telling you that you are blessed by things of the world, which is actually coveting, and yet you don't know, it's fine. It means you are blind. 
obviously you'll suffer because Satan is in your life. Obviously, he used money to get in your life. But let me tell you something, Jesus will forgive you because you don't know. But now I'm telling you, I'm making sure that you go to hell. I want you to go to hell by, by choice. I want you to go to hell by choice. Do you understand? So you guys are not free at all. You've been told something which is not true. But then again, you guys are graduate. You learn it. You guys finish metric. You know how to read. You can read the Bible by yourself. You know, there was this guy in Berea where Paul was preaching. And he said, I, I think it's the Acts of the Apostles 17, where Paul went to Berea to preach the word in Thessalonica. And there was this guy who had the Bible, who had the Old Testament, because at the time they had the Old Testament, Paul was the one, you know, and the other disciples writing the New Testament. Jesus, Jesus used them to write the New. So these guys, they had um, the old one when Paul was preaching in Thessalonica, in prayer. Whenever Paul said something, this guy will go to the Bible and check if what Paul was saying was in line with what was written in the Old Testament. So he found it to be true. And Paul, you know, Paul at Paul was so happy with this guy. He was so proud. He commended this guy. He said, this guy is very good because he's checking what I'm saying against what is written in the Old Testament. You understand? So you guys, you foolish. You listen to pastors when you know that they are not telling you the truth. They are contradicting. You know, I've heard people, when I tell them, listen, guys, don't love money. It doesn't come from Jesus. Yes, he will allow you to be provided, but you are not looking for provision. You're looking for want. You're looking for luxury living. It's not Jesus. Don't love the things of the world. It's not Jesus. And these people say, no, but pastor says I'm... I'm. You see, guys, when something is written as clear as that in the Bible and you, you take what the pastor is saying because the pastor is scared that you will be mad. I'm not mad. I'm not scared. I will tell you just like it is. You understand? Because I didn't come here to make friends. I came here to love, to give you love, to give you the truth. That's what love is. I'm not a serial killer. I'm not going to kill you spiritually. You understand? So you find people listening to someone, knowing very well that this person is lying. Don't be a fool. Don't be a stupid. It is okay to be blind. I can't blame you. Who can blame a blind person? If you see a physically blind person doing a wrong thing, will you blame them? No ways. It's the same thing. You can't see in the spirit dream. Jesus is the light. He's the one who tells us what is going on in the spirit dream. So if you're blind, it's understandable. But Jesus has written everything down. So I'm telling you what is written down in the Bible. So if you don't take it, but you know it, then you're stupid. And you're listening to someone who's telling you what is contrary to it. Someone who's killing you. You know what? There's something good about Satan. He's giving you money, exactly something you want. He's giving you things, exactly what you want. That guy will kill you so nice. He'll give you retex. He'll kill you so nice. He'll kill you with chocolate. If Jesus says, don't eat chocolate, Satan will come with chocolate and say, here's chocolate. And he will kill you. You'll think the person loves you. He's coming to get into your life. How will you get him out? Don't come to me for prayers. I'm not going to pray for you when you are the one who got Satan inside you by listening to him. You understand? Don't be a stupid. It is okay to be blind, but don't be a stupid. This means that preachers of the gospel message are either preaching something else like money and so they call blessings or they are lying to the saints. It's either guys Jesus is lying. I'm telling you, this thing has been preached. Satan is using money. Jesus says you can't save both God and money. Jesus says that you are deceived by seeking riches. Pastors are calling it riches from Jesus. It's either Jesus is lying or pastors are, uh, are lying. One is lying though. 
who you will decide it's your decision either way run away from the pastor who doesn't kick you out of the church if you disobey jesus's commands because you are second away from dying spiritually you see guys if you sin and the pastor is not kicking you out of the church run away from the pastor he's killing you don't allow to be killed don't commit spiritual su suicide i'm telling you anyway what is grace we need to finish now we've taken so long what is grace Galatians 5 1 says, Stand fast therefore in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Grace is not sinning over and over after knowing the truth because Jesus brought the blood. That is spiritual suicide. Jesus made himself, I mean Jesus himself said that if any part of your body causes you to sin, remove it from your body. He said it because there are no third or fourth chances. It is okay to sin if we have not heard of the law or the truth. Jesus will always provide his blood to cleanse you because not knowing the truth according to Jesus means you are still a child. My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he himself is a propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the world. And where there is no law, sin is not taken into account. You'll find that in Romans 4.15 and also 1 John 2.1. But once the knowledge of the truth, guys, is known, Jesus will never clean such a person. And such a person will most definitely go away to hell. You'll find that in, in, in Hebrews 10, verse 20 to 27, it says that after you've received the knowledge of truth and you sin purposely, you will go to hell. You understand that? You become Jesus' enemy. Now tell me, how many Jesus' enemies are still filling church buildings simply because pastors are busy preaching money and blessings? So what is grace? Grace means that God did not let us live in death forever. Remember, it was not his fault that Adam disobeyed. Was it his fault? No, love, it wasn't. Neither was it our fault. Was it my fault? Uh-uh. Mm -mm. I was a sinner, but it wasn't my fault. Was it your fault? No ways. Mm -mm. It was simply Adam's as his wife. Only. Grace was sending his son who never did anything and suffered terrible death in the hands of rebels. Grace has given us a chance to live again spiritually. Since the knowledge of the truth was given as well, added to grace, what else do we need? Seriously guys, if you know what grace is, grace is that Jesus brought the blood. That's what grace is. It's nothing more than that. He brought the blood, he brought the commands, so that I can be made spiritually alive, and then after that, give me uh, commands, knowledge, so that I can remain spiritually alive. That is grace, nothing that, if you have been told that grace is sinning left, right, and center after hearing the truth, let me give you advice. Go to the person who taught you that and collect change. If not, kill them. Collect change. If you like, you can kill them. Because since they, they they told you that, they are killing you. And they will kill more people. So kill them before they kill more people. Or collect your change. That is not grace. I'm under grace. Jesus is going to forgive me. I'm going to do it. Because Jesus is going to forgive me. I'm under grace. That means you are not to, to, to discipline yourself. Then it's wrong. It means it's wrong to discipline yourself. Be aware what you listen to. You understand? What else do we need? That is grace, nothing else. What 
he has not given or done that we need. What? What has he not given, guys, that we need? What? I cannot think of any. The Old Testament people did not receive grace. They had to wait for Jesus. They had the laws. Imagine being told not to do A, B, C, and D, and you don't understand why. They were like that. We might blame them that they didn't obey, but they didn't know why. They were given all these laws, restrictions, don't do this, don't do this. They didn't know, they didn't understand why. Because it was Jesus' job to utter secrets hidden since creation of the world. It was Jesus' job. Do you understand now? That is grace. They had to wait for Jesus. They left this place extremely dead. Extremely and I count us extremely lucky. Do you understand? So you need to understand that grace does not mean you should sin. Freedom doesn't mean you should sin. Freedom is when you have give, been given the knowledge. Grace is because blood is given. So grace and freedom always work together. Grace is giving me the opportunity. Freedom is giving me knowledge. That's it. That's what grace is. Thank you.